You're listening to Road Bike Action Magazine's Bike Tech with assistant editor Michael White. Michael, it's always a pleasure. Likewise, George. Now, I heard that you got a really interesting test bike at the offices. Uh, that's correct. Uh, you know, here at Road Bike Action Magazine, we get plenty of test bikes coming through our, our offices. And uh, recently, we took delivery of a, a pretty unique one. Uh, it's uh, from a brand called Domahiti. Uh, it's uh, based uh, based out of Colorado company, and uh, it's founded by a man named Steve Domahidi, who uh, some people might know as one of the founders of Niner Mountain Bikes. And uh, Steve Domahidi, he he basically started his own design firm when he left Niner, and uh, basically created his own bike company after a couple of years. And so right now he has a couple different models available, uh, including one road model, uh, which, which he calls a Carbon Road, and that's currently available for sale on his website as a frame set. And uh, what really makes it unique uh, is that it's a basic consumer direct brand. Uh, Domahiti bikes, you can really only buy them uh, on, on the company's website. And that's something we're seeing a lot more of these days in the bike industry. A lot of consumer direct brands where uh, bike manufacturers are, are making their frames or, or having them made in, uh, in companies or excuse me, factories over in Asia and uh, really selling them on their websites and bypassing the traditional brick and mortar local bike shops. Well, that leads us right into our topic of the day, which is Consumer Direct. I'll pay for that. <laughs> now, we have so many people that are, you know, talking about the loss of the IBD, yet we're out buying things online. What do you think about that? Well, you know what, George, that's really a byproduct of our, I think, our current society today. It's something we're seeing not just in the bike industry. That's uh, obviously something we've been seeing in, in a variety of industries for, for many, many years now, including you know, electronics, apparel, all sorts of things. And uh, really the advent of the Internet made online shopping very, very easy, quick, and convenient. Um, and people can very easily find pretty much anything they want online uh, for low, low prices. Uh, that's that's sort of what the bike industry is going towards as well. So an offshoot of that, uh, sort of that consumer direct model, um, is is bike brands offering models, mountain bikes, road bikes, cross bikes uh, for sale direct to the consumers. So do you think that's hurting the bicycle brands and clothing and other accessories that are really opened up to? consumer direct, but at the same time, they've got shops that they need to support because there's minimum orders, um, time that you have to pay, everything like that. Doesn't that cause some kind of a conflict? You know, it certainly does, and it's something that we've heard quite a lot from many, many local bike shops over the years, uh, that really online shopping is, um, is something that's really been hurting the, the local bike industry. And again, you know, it's the brick and mortar shops, uh, you know, the, the men and women who are working hard in the trenches, so to speak, selling bikes, performing maintenance, who, who are really, um, who are really tasked with building up the cycling community in their area. And uh, without really the support, the financial support from the consumer base in their local area, um, they're, they're struggling. You know, every day we're hearing about bike shops, you know, going under, going out of business, losing customers to online sales. And, um, you know, it's really a shame and something that the, the bike industry at large has struggled with for, for many, many years now. Um, on the flip side, though, if you talk to someone from, you know, one of these companies that are selling Consumer Direct, um, many of them are doing quite well. Uh, they're able to offer, you know, products direct to the consumer straight from the manufacturer, and that, that cuts out a lot of the, the costs for, for distrib uh, distribution, for dealerships, 
and uh, you know, consumers can get a, a pretty darn good bike for a relatively little money. Um, but again, the downside is that those local bike shops who, you know, really most of us we always turn to for our service and uh, and our community, uh, they're they're suffering. Now there is one thing that's really kept me from ever purchasing a bike, uh, Consumer Direct, and that's fit. You, you go into your bike shop, you get a lot of pre-purchase service, and then you take your business elsewhere. That's kind of a dilemma. You know, that's a very good point. And, and really, you know, bike fit, you hit the nail on the head. That's, that's an integral part to any cycling experience, road, mountain, gravel, cross, touring. You know, anytime you throw a leg over a bike, you really want to make sure you have your fit dialed in. That's going to make your experience uh, that much more enjoyable. You're going to be more comfortable. You're going to ride healthier. You're going to have more, you know, more strength and performance. Uh, you know, a bike fit is something that we can never recommend highly enough. It's always a worthwhile investment for consumers, uh, particularly those who are, are new to the sport. Uh, but also, of course, it's great to, you know, refresh your bike fit from time to time. Once a year is sort of a, a standard um, rule of thumb. But, um, but really, yeah, bike fitting is something that going consumer direct through an Internet retailer, uh, it's really not something you can get. Um, now, some brands, I will say some brands like, uh, for example, Fazari, a Utah-based company uh, that sells direct online, they sell a lot of great models. We tested several of their bikes uh, you know, in, our, in the pages of our magazine, and uh, they offer a fine product. And they also offer a, um, something along the lines of a 25 to 28-point um, customization program where they can basically custom fit the bike to your needs. Uh, that, that includes things like stem length, crank arm length, um, cassette size, all that good stuff. Uh, but the downside is they don't actually have access to your body unless you're local to them in, in a very you know, a very small area within, within Utah around their headquarters. Uh, so that's uh, one problem that many consumers are facing is that they don't have access to uh, you know, a good bike fitter if they're going strictly online uh, you know, for, their, for their bike purchases. So how does a consumer direct company actually get out there uh, because I think so much is uh, word of mouth or seeing the product in person and seeing how beautiful it is or feeling how it rides. If you can't take a demo on one of these bikes, how do you find out about it? I guess through uh, Road Bike Action Magazine doing test rides. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a very good question. Uh, you know, I'll definitely say you can check out the pages of Road Bike Action Magazine for some tests on bikes like that. But, uh, but really, you know, with today's, um, you know, today's uh, social media culture and, and, and for marketing uh, through you know, digital uh, means and, and things like that, I mean, it, it's it's fairly easy to um, get some information about these different brands, and you know, they're out there through through word of mouth, through great advertising, uh, through internet searches and that kind of thing. And again, they're able to offer you know a, a pretty decent product at a relatively low price. So that's something that people gravitate towards too naturally. You know, we all want to save a a penny here and there. And uh, so that's, I think that's how they've uh, really flourished. Now, I remember working in a bike shop in the mid nineties, there were only a couple of catalog companies that you could really do business with. And I remember people coming in with their purchases that they'd got online. And um, the feeling from the shop wasn't really all that nice as far as servicing the product. Has that changed with the, you know, really flood of social media and access to computers? 
Yeah, you know, that's something, um, you know, I'll, I'll probably say that's something that you'd have to ask each individual employee at every different buy shop in the U.S. I'm sure everyone has their own opinions on it. Uh, you know, from my own personal experience with anecdotes and hearing the, you know, from employees of bike shops, they're, they're not too keen on it. And you can, you know, clearly imagine why people are, are taking their business elsewhere, spending, you know, upwards of a couple thousand dollars maybe on a, on a new bike or a new frame. And then they bring it to their local shop and say, hey, you know, could you please service my bike or build it up for me? And, and really, you know, the local bike shops are, cert- are certainly happy to have that type of business to be able to work on uh, customers' bikes in their local area. But at the same time, you know, losing out on a pretty big dollar sale to, you know, an Internet company, uh, you know, that, that stings a little bit. So another thought that I've had is I really like the purchase experience and, you know, looking at different brands, riding them, uh, and really working with a, a friendly shop. You kind of lose that online. Yeah, you know, you certainly do. And I, I think many of us who have been riding bikes for a long time, I think we all have good experiences with, with local shops, you know, going into a going into a bike shop, looking at the inventory, you know, seeing all the different models, sizes, and, and different types of bikes. There, there's definitely a magic to that um, and, and really, you know, um, experiencing that firsthand that you just don't get from shopping online. And, you know, you can make the same argument for almost any product too, you know, whether it be a car or a cell phone or a pair of shoes. You know, there's always something I think to be said for walking into a brick-and-mortar store, getting your hands on something, you know, really, really feeling it out, experiencing it in, in person. Uh, likewise, too, with a bike, a demo ride is, is, is a wonderful part of that, that shop experience. You get to go there, you actually get to try the product, see if it fits you, see if it feels comfortable for you. And, and that's, a, that's a great, great thing that people, I think, really should take advantage of. And by extension of that, there, there's that issue of bike fit, which we've already discussed. Now, another question, why would a company decide that they would go consumer direct rather than getting into a shop? You know, I think there there's a bit of a, a misconception within the bike industry today that uh, all bikes are created equal. Um, there are so many bikes being made in, in uh, you know a, a relatively small number of factories overseas, and uh, you know obviously there are some very high end bikes being made uh, here stateside uh, by a couple of the big brands, and also by some um, you know smaller, lesser known artists and builders. But uh, really, again, that misconception is that most bikes are are all created equal uh, when we're talking about composite frames, carbon fiber frames. And really the, uh, the truth is uh, it, that's not the case at all. Um, and again, if, you know, I'll plug Road Bike Action Magazine uh, here uh, for, for the listeners. You know, we do, we do our best to really differentiate the, the vast market of bikes out there. Uh, there are many, many bikes on the marketplace. There's, there's never been a better time to be a cyclist because there's so many options available to, to the consumers. Um, so really trying to trying to find your way through that marketplace, trying to find the bike that really speaks to you aesthetically, that's either comfortable or performance-oriented or can really offer you that, uh, that experience that you're looking for, it can be a tough thing to do because, again, the marketplace is so huge. And, uh, you know, going online, in my opinion, you can, you can obviously uh, glean a lot of information from, you know, websites like our own, various other media websites, forums that are, um, you know, monitored by, by you know, a vast number of uh, avid cyclists with experience riding different models, parts, and accessories. So you can certainly get a lot of information from the Internet, from, you know, online discussions, but, but really I think going to your local bike shop, actually talking face-to-face with a knowledgeable employee um, who, who has you know, even more experience working on bikes and riding bikes and testing them, 
there's a lot to be said for that. Now, I am thinking, Michael, you know, bicycles have gotten really, really expensive. And I think there is a philosophy out there among some bike designers that I've got a product that's very high performance. I can get you, you know, something that's comparable to the best on the road. And I want to sell it to you at a reasonable price. I mean, that's a pretty nice attitude as well. Yeah, you know, that certainly is. And there are a lot of companies out there who, who are, you know, um, who are working under that business model. And they're having a lot of success. And that's that's a great thing for them. Um, you know what? And, and we're obviously big advocates of just getting more people on bikes. So anytime we can do that is a great thing. Um, however, you know, there there's even more to be said, I think, for really developing a relationship with uh, with their local community, uh, with their local cycling community that's really should be centered around your bike shop. Um, going into the bike shop, meeting people, meeting up for rides, getting to know fellow riders in your area, um, you know, really, I think, really help build the love of the sport for, for everyone individually as well as collectively. And, um, you know, if I, make, may, if I may make a comparison to something like uh, your automobile, um, you know, there are, there, you know, there's one luxury brand of automobile that comes to mind is Tesla, which, uh, you know, they're basically selling their, their cars online right now with a few select concept stores here and there. But for the large part, you know, the bulk of their sales are online. And, uh, you know, still, people still have to take their cars into a, into a service center. And they still have to find, you know, a mechanic in their local area who's certified. And they still have to get their car worked on on a regular basis to ensure it's working properly. And the same can be said about your bike. So you could, you could certainly find a, a very high-end, very high-performance uh, road bike or mountain bike out there online but you still got to take it in somewhere to get service. And, you know, unless you're a world-class mechanic yourself, you're, you're probably not going to be doing the bulk of your, your maintenance on your own. So really, you know, uh, developing that relationship with your local, local bike shop and your local community is going to go a long way to enhancing your experience and, and really, you know, extending the life of your bike and extending the, the joy that you can have riding. And at a time of year where sales are fairly high, what do you recommend? I mean, here you can get something very well made at a great price, but how can you work with the bike shop to really keep that relationship or even build that relationship? You know, I think building a relationship starts with, you know, that kind of first step. Um, if you've never gone into your local bike shop before, you know, Get out there and do it, I say. Um, you know, meet the people behind the counter, meet the people in the back room who are working on the bikes, the salespeople, and, um, you know, put yourself out there and, and uh, you know, don't be afraid. And, and um, you know, if you, if you don't particularly like a local shop in your area, you might be able to try and find a different one. You know, not all shops are created equal. There are, there are some fantastic ones out there. There are some good ones. And, and quite honestly, there, there really aren't some good ones out there. And they'll, they'll, be, you know, they'll, they'll soon be out of business because, you know, they don't have great customer service, but that's, again, same as, as any industry. But, um, you know, getting out there, going to your local bike shop, seeing the inventory, seeing what's available to you, and, uh, you know, getting your hands on a bike, throwing a leg over it, taking it out for a demo ride, uh, it could do wonders for your psyche, and it could do wonders for uh, expanding your mind about what's currently available right now. Because, again, today, right now, there are more models available than ever before. And so your, your choices are, are almost limitless. And, and really going to your bike shop and actually seeing a bunch of bikes firsthand in one place, right, and shiny and new, that's going to give you a new appreciation for where you're going to be spending your money. And can you tell us what's coming up in the latest edition of Road Bike Action Magazine? 
I certainly can. Our January 2016 issue is just getting ready to hit newsstands. Uh, I believe it is being sent out to subscribers as we speak, so some of them may have already received it. Uh, for those who haven't, uh, it'll, it'll be arriving in your mailbox soon. Uh, but it is our annual Editor's Choice issue. That's a very special one, very near and dear to our hearts here at Road Bike Action. Uh, and yet we pick the what we consider the best bikes, the best products, the best accessories uh, of, the, of the past year. Uh, we also highlight some of the top pro racers, uh, some great events that you can uh, sign up for in the coming year. And it's really fantastic. You know, Michael, I just had one more thought. And I'm sorry to bring this in after we kind of wrapped up, but it's, I think if someone is looking online, they can still bring their shop into the sale. I'm thinking of the fit and going in and being honest with the shop saying, look, you know, I found a bike I'm really interested in. I need to get a bike fit. That That's almost the opportunity for that shop to make a sale. They know this person wants to buy a bike. Yeah, you know that's a really good point, George. And I hope our listeners don't don't think I was bagging too much on uh, on consumer direct brands. Um, you know that you know we, we've met a lot of them through you know, through our connections here at Roadback Action Magazine, and uh, they're all hardworking. They do a great job. And again, as I mentioned earlier, we want more people on bikes, and whatever way we can do that, I think is a pretty good thing. Um, and yeah, you're right. I think any any shop employees who who might be a little let's say disgruntled about having uh, you know a local resident you know buy a new bike online or a frame online, you know if they're coming into the shop for service and trying to start a relationship, then uh, I think the employees should really hopefully see that as a good positive opportunity. Uh, they can you know they can work on the bike, you know show them how good they are at maintenance and sell them accessories, tires, clothing, all sorts of things. So so you know getting more people on bikes whether or not they're, they're buying the bike directly in the shop or, or online through a consumer direct brand, um, you know what, they can still develop a great relationship with their shop. Assistant Editor of Road Bike Action Magazine, Michael White, thanks very much for taking the time. Oh, thank you, George. Road Bike Action Magazine's Bike Tech. From Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.